Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go! So today our guests are Nikita and Tina Blanc, entrepreneurs and partners in business and life. We will talk about some of the startups that they founded, their life journey, how they built a successful company that was suspended by Apple with no explanations, and much more. Let's start. Thanks, you guys. Thank you guys for making the time. Um, let's start thanks with the background. Um, thanks for having us. So uh, our background is uh, has always been entrepreneurial. Uh, we we uh, uh, both graduated from uh, the same university and uh, started doing business right away. So one of our first uh, companies was uh, Challenge App. That was um, that was a great journey, so to speak. We started as a trap uh, a, a bootstrapped company. We did like. Uh, in parallel, we were building a, 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 a like a web service company where we're doing apps and uh, like different kinds of uh, basically internet B two B services. Uh, so we were investing all that money, all that revenue, to be precise, to uh, to 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 bootstrap our startup. This is how it started, and uh, that that was a B two C entertainment uh, platform that allowed users to challenge each other to do amazing things and uh, earn money with it. So yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I can like talk more about this, but I feel like you might want to ask a question because like, if I'm going to get into that story, I'll be talking for hours? straight <laughs> 10 and 15 minutes. So you better stop me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of covered a little bit about what did that app, do what was the challenge with Apple? What happened there? Right. So um, after seven years of existence, um, we managed to get up to uh, uh, number four most popular social app in the United States. That happened back in 2020, um, summer of 2020. And uh, at that particular moment, we were getting the hockey stick uh, growth. We were getting um, I don't know, like a bunch of interest from partners. Uh, we were operationally profitable at that moment. We were like ripping faces. So everything was amazing. And uh, we were uh, um, also uh, uh, getting our first A round, like not first, but our A round um, of 3 million. We were valued at 15 million at that moment. And we actually managed to raise that round, like uh, to, to not raise per se, but get commitments from all the investors to cover the 3 million. So um, at that particular moment, I got a call from Apple and they were like, hey, is this Nikita? Right. Uh, we're removing your app um, next week. Be prepared. Wow. We're okay. like, um, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> doesn't sound right. Um, so is this like a, a statement or we should talk about this? They're like, no, 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 this is a statement. So the decision has been made. Um, 
Yeah, so that's what happened. And after that, we were like in shock and panic. We were running around for three months trying to to like resolve the the issue because uh, communication with Apple is like the worst thing you can think of um, because they're they're simply either not replying or like replying with no particular like action point. So you have no idea what to do after their uh the communication so uh, eventually what they told us is that you know what we don't allow apps with user-generated content so your app violates our rules Mm. like wait a second that doesn't make any sense have you heard of this teeny tiny apps called instagram tiktok maybe (laughs) or facebook they're like sure you don't have any right to discuss those apps with us. So let's move forward with your app. Oh my God. We're like, yeah, we were like, basically we're iterating for three months, like removing feature by feature um, to sort of comply with a set of rules that we didn't know anything of because like the the rules are being written, but, but still they're not transparent. So eventually I got acquainted with this guy um uh philip he was the founder of the app store review team so like the main guy senior level executive like like he 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 wasn't working at apple at that moment um he was retired but still he like has value in this whole apple ecosystem so um eventually what happened he he reviewed our case he he studied the app the the, the communication with the app store so he said Nikita, I, I i personally have no problem with your app everything sounds or and looks right to me there's no particular evidence that you should be removed from the app store so uh, let me help you so uh Eventually, what happened, he had a communication with Tim Cook and Phil Schiller, um, like two main guys at Apple that and they basically told us that there's no like I'm going to keep it right, like really mild here. Uh, so uh, they told us there, there's, there's no way that our app could exist on the App Store. Um, that's it. And when 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 the CEO of Apple tells you that. You can imagine there's no other way that you would be there. So we had to, basically that implied that we had to stop existing. So we fired 13 people in one day. We like called off all the um, investment deals that we made. We uh, said sorry to our partners. And uh, basically, yeah, that's how that stopped existing. Obviously, we could, you know, some people ask that, why wouldn't you, sorry, you you were about to tell something. Yeah, I just remember the feeling when uh, you, you, you told me about this call. And uh, I, I just thought, hmm, that's interesting. How can I say it to my team, <laughs> to, yeah. my friends, to my project management? And uh, what will I say? To them because I, I know that all of all of them have different uh, uh, family issues and obligations uh, and 
a lot of people work on it and really trust in uh, this project. And when when I when I tell them, so something is happen and we need to uh, we need to think in the in this one month or two what will happen. But uh, you should know that I will try my best to to get you maybe into another work uh, uh, or to get to get job quickly because uh, I'm very. Uh, I'm very um, in love with this uh, team, and it w- it was really really uh, sad to to divorce with them. It's like a family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Would like it. Yeah. Oh, and especially because it's not like I mean, startups fail all the time. It happens. It's it's kind of part of the game that you try and think and right. fail. But like in that case, you haven't even done anything wrong. It's not like we tried things, it didn't work, we saw it coming. Da, da, da. It's like you were doing everything right and everything was going okay. Yeah, exactly. It's not about fail like in this famous book, Why Startups Fail. Like uh, there is questions between founders, there is questions between team and founders. Maybe it's not marketing feed, a marketing feed or something like that. So uh, it's like a black swan. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's um, a black swan event, like the perfect description. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the day when I pitched it to the team and they just uh, stared at me and uh, no, uh, we we will try to appeal. We will we will yeah. we will appeal, and something will happen. It, it's not true. And uh, I, I told them like uh, I'm like a Doctor Strange. Uh, see <laughs> different ways, and it, and I see only one way. <laughs> so we, yeah, fourteen million we, ways, like Doctor Strange said. <laughs> Yeah, that's something that um, I'm obviously drawing parallels with domain names since I kind of work in in that field. Um, And something that people often say when, especially when they're building an app, an application, I think that's less true now, but like five, 10 years ago, maybe there was that thing, oh, you know, nobody's going to need domain names soon. Everything is going to be apps. And now people are starting to come back to uh, no, actually, you don't want to be building something that's 100% dependent and relying on one business that is not yours. So, and yeah, we actually, I just wanted to say, I, I wanted to emphasize that it's not just the funny or sad or devastating or heartbreaking story, it's, uh, it's a great lesson mm. uh, because. As a businessman or entrepreneur, you, you need to realize that your rev you 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 gotta you gotta be in control of your revenue. You can't just you know rely on a monopoly to 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 control your revenue because this is basically what happened. So mm. people ask like, why wouldn't you just go with Google and like be chill? We're like, well, because that implies that what are the chances that Google wouldn't do the same? Exactly. Yeah. Or like uh, how would we scale only with Google when Apple already said no? What investor would would give us Mm -hmm. more money when Tim Cook says no? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's that it's a it's whichever and people do that and there's so many horror stories actually, um, where people build businesses around one source of traffic or one source of revenue or one right. you know you 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 build a huge profile on whatever social network and then exactly like in your case they just change the rules and they go eh, well, I mean what are you going to do. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's yeah. how it happens. Yeah. Like, that's a fight with a Goliath. Well, thankfully, after that happened, we joined forces with Spotify, Tinder, App Games, and we formed something that we call Coalition for App Fairness. So we joined that coalition, and um, uh, the coalition fights for rights of small developers that face uh, this battle with Goliath. And one of the outcomes of this uh, nonprofit, um, one of the achievements, so to speak, was that uh, we were able to force Apple to um, to cut off their tax, the thirty percent tax that they're uh, that they were taking from small developers, down to fifteen percent. Wow, so this is like uh, this is like a very cool outcome of this uh, case that we had. So we didn't like. We didn't take anything from that company. I mean, like, it just ended like a movie, right? But this is something valuable that we took out mm-hmm. from the whole case and something valuable that we brought out brought out to uh, to the world. Definitely, yeah. Well, and I'm sure the, the lessons that you've learned and other people learning from them as well, yeah. Yeah. And also, so we actually, as we... after that, we started the 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 the, the fuck ups podcast because we <laughs> wanted to share. Like we went through a failure, and the idea was to like actually that was Tina's idea. Um, like she was like, "All right, so we're not probably we're not alone. There mm. should be entrepreneurs that also fail." And everywhere we have the success stories and like all over Instagram or all over Facebook, you see an entrepreneur and every time you see a story of success, like cool houses, cool cars, like, uh, I don't know, like, like a fancy lifestyle or whatever. And you never really understand like you 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 can't you can't repeat that story that success story the the way that an entrepreneur Mm. fought for his business or whatever you never go down that road two times i mean down Mm. the the very same road Uh, but when you talk about failures or fuck-ups as we call them you can at least not repeat them yeah and this was the idea behind starting that show. So like we started inviting entrepreneurs that talk about their failures because they feel vulnerable. And like, this is like a very, uh, that's a goal content to be honest. <laughs> and we shared our story as well. Nice. Yeah, that, that'll be cool. I'd like to listen to that. Definitely. And and absolutely agree that not enough credit is given to, I mean, you kind of see the success, but it's an iceberg and, and underneath every success, there's so, so much, you know, so many mistakes that it's right. really invaluable to talk about those. And so Tina, that was your idea. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, for me, it, it I think it's a really uh, important advice for founders that you can, you may do, uh, to build long-term partnership with your team. Uh, so uh, we tried as a founders to make for them soft exit, uh, uh, soft exit like you just offer them alternative uh, job. And uh, that helps us uh, now when we make new project and when mm-hmm. we make a startup to, to ask them, uh, do you want to work with us? And they really say yes, because uh, it's, it's like uh, uh, through this th- through this time, you know, these people, you know, that uh, you're together, and there will be no problem with this building your new project and new product. Mm-hmm. 
And that's definitely something that's really, really hard to get nowadays, quality, good, dedicated people to work with globally. That's uh, so that's because uh, more, more often uh, money is not um, the main thing that people are interested in. They want to get in a good team when they feel that uh, their voice is important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We so that was a challenge. I, I was gonna ask it, Sonny, because the, right. the name matches something I was thinking. Because you are, you mentioned you studied together, and then you started a business together, and you've been developing businesses, and and you're together in in life as partners as well. That sounds quite challenging to me. How do you how do yeah. you deal with that? How does that work out for you? I guess. <laughs> <First> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember a uh, um, friend of my uh, parents, uh, he's older than uh, me, uh, asked me uh, these questions five, year, five years ago. And he, he asked me, uh, you work with husband, you live with husband, uh, how is it possible? And uh, the question was from a man that he's uh, third time divorced. <laughs> so that's really question. <laughs> that's really question for him. And... Uh, I, I don't know how. So it's a lot of work. Uh, it's work inside this team and a lot of work uh, through your personal personal character. So uh, um, just like uh, psychology. And, uh, to me, it just you... makes sense. Uh, uh, I, I, sorry, I interrupted. I thought you, <laughs> you ended your, your, your thought. Did, did, okay. did you finish? Yeah, you can continue. Yeah, so to me, it just makes sense because, like, when when you marry a person, what do you say? Like, I want to spend a lot of time with you. Well, I want to spend the most of my time with you. No, I want to spend my life with you. And what normally happens after saying these words, uh, people just, like, go to a honeymoon, celebrate for a week or two, and then they go back to their work. And they stop seeing each other. That doesn't make any sense. Like you just told us that you're gonna spend life together and see each other all the time. Yeah. So, uh, like, what's the like? What's the best way to spend uh, the life together and and see each other more often? Like, it's, it's like working together. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense to me. I don't know. Like, I enjoy it. I feel like uh, the, the, the that we have the perfect chemistry for. Uh, uh, for building things and for uh, and for living together and raising a kid together, so that's uh, I don't know. That's a perfect story to me. Yeah, I haven't seen it though. Like <laughs> with other cases, <laughs> no. That's that's the thing that there are not many cases, and I mean I can sort of see why. I, I also work with my husband, and I would say probably the only negative side is when when we disagree on something that's work-related, it's very hard not to bring that into the rest of, of your relationship, and it happens. But that, like like uh, Tina said, that's a, a matter of just being grown up about it and, and you know, sure. you have issues in life, and the same as in business, and it's, yeah, you, you just have to be grown up and, and sort them out sure. in a decent way. Yeah, because like it's uh, in in business, you have a goal to like eventually make more money or uh, increase your company's capitalization. Uh, And in life, you have uh, the the goal of being a happier person. Um, So why would you 
spend your time on being negative and disagreeing with your partner when you can spend time on doing the opposite. Yeah, definitely. So now you guys are building Hey Everyone. Right. Tell me about That's that. That's our new company. Yeah. Um, so uh, after like after uh, uh, Challenge App ended, we went for offline business. We started uh, a a a, ba- a banking a baking factory. Uh, really? We started doing yeah, we started factory. doing baking okay. factory with uh, like the machines and stuff. And uh, like because I I, I cook and uh, like I like it. And we we sort of started doing pastry, like bread, whatever, and. Uh, uh, first, we started like a B2C thing, but uh, we eventually pivoted to being a B2B uh, factory and uh, we started uh, shipping our, 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 our product, like certain product items to uh, a local um, B2B chain. Uh, so uh, eventually, we sold that business because it like merged with another company uh, that was doing the same. So we 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 don't do any operations with that business and after that business we started a football school for kids uh subscription based so that didn't work out quite well because uh unit economics actually sucked and we switched to being a uh temporary like uh i'm not sure if i know that word but like it's uh like a camp sort of uh, like summer camp, yeah. So like okay. a summer and winter camp, like people, like if if you're a kid and you want to play football and you have money, you're a client. Um, <laughs> so we, we did that. Uh, that was like hell of a hell of an experience because um, you know offline. I don't have a good, a very good impression after this because you know. When you're building something, you 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 want to build something big eventually because that's your ambition. And buildings that in the offline world means that scaling would take a lot of operational resources and funds as well. Mm. So, like like building something the very same scale that we have with the challenge app would require like. 10x more people and 10x more money mm. which we couldn't like put in our heads that was like that just didn't make sense so we stopped doing everything and um uh, like we were thinking of ideas uh in the online world um we were thinking of doing a med- meditation app because we had an idea for um uh for this not gonna go into too much detail about this because we've never done it but anyways like we were we started thinking about being online and then uh then 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 we sort of remembered that we went through uh, a very cool accelerator uh called mobile only accelerator uh from uh sosv which is uh which is uh, a fund they were our investors and challenge app and they introduced us to this world of investor updates because we didn't like we Prior to SOSB, we didn't do any updates at all. So uh, I remember, I remember that I was actually suffering when I was writing them, and we had to do them. I don't know every week or so. 
Mm. Um, and then we switched to monthly updates. But yeah, I do remember spending like around 300 hours on like in total uh, um, of uh, my time and my employees time. And um, oh, no, sorry, it was not 300 hours. It was like around 300 updates that I did. And uh, I spent more than a thousand hours, thousand men hours, including our employees time. So that was quite devastating. And I like I, I started talking to a bunch of founders and entrepreneurs that I know from the network globally. And, you know, apparently that is an issue for everybody because like founders typically hate doing those updates. Like some of like there are things to be enjoyed, but like most of them are stressful. So um, as a founder, you typically use a lot of um, analytical systems and third-party services that that you use for your business that help you track your sort of financial states and your product state, that like health metrics of your startup. And when it comes to writing those down and and putting all of this together, it's a hell of a process um, because like. You have to log in everywhere. You have to like everyone has its own format. You have to pull it down and and like do it in a single format and then describe that data with text because you simply cannot send a chart at all. Mm-hmm. And um, so every month you're going through the very same nightmare. So we thought, hey, we know a lot of people that that, that suffer from this. We suffer from that as well. So why wouldn't we build? Um, a, a, a service that would help founders focus more on what they're best at, meaning their business. And we will take care of uh, investor updates. Uh, so we started building, we, we, before we started building this, we, you know, like we started, we thought not to repeat the very same mistake that we did with the challenge app. Like with challenge app, we started building product right away. Right now, we we started talking to people prior to building anything. So we 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 spoke with I don't know like more than 150 founders or so, and verified the the market problem. And uh, yeah, and then we started building, and we came up with this very beautiful solution that includes uh, artificial intelligence, automation, uh, integrations, and basically everything that would help you uh, be better at your updates. Nice. And how long has that been going for now? Well, it's actually not launched yet. <laughs> so oh, really? we, we, yeah, we're we're Could only launching. Our, yeah. Sorry. It looks pretty finished. The website when when you look at it, obviously. Have oh talk. yeah, the, sure. Because the, the, that's the design version. Now you have to make it work. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we started not 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 that long ago. Actually, we started we started talking to people. I think in March, and then it was uh, interrupted with the war. Um, going on between Russia and Ukraine because we had to relocate and um, and all the founders had to relocate and we sort of like were super stressed and uh, uh, disfocused so to speak we couldn't do anything that so everything like the whole process was postponed by a month or so 
and then we started uh, developing, I think, in July or so. So yeah, not 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 quite long ago. You're just you're just launching, yeah. So who yeah, is the ideal ideal customer? The for- ideal customer. Yes. Who well, do you want to benefit the most from from what you're offering there? I would say that um, a a founder that considers their startup uh, a, a venture capital story um, doesn't really matter what the stage of the startup is, but uh, they're bootstrap startups that don't have any investors and they don't do any reporting, but like they're venture backed startups that uh, actually do that do do that so uh, apart from just reporting to your investors another important part is that you like as a as a founder you need to update your potential investors as well because like what normally happens you like bump into a potential investor at a conference or whatever and you exchange your business cards, right? And what happens after this? Mm. You send them your investor deck. And this is where the conversation stops. So mm. what should happen as a good boy, you should ask like, do you want me to add your uh, email to our investor update list? No investor would say no to this. Everyone wants to be updated. So, and this is when you start sending them your updates and you start to warm them up and build that relationship. Mm, so after okay. that, that actually increases your uh, fundraising chances. Absolutely. Uh, it, because it's it's easier to raise from a person that you know, like for six months than just, you know, mm. from bumping into each other at a conference. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Not only so that, just, I would imagine if those people are getting those updates, even if they don't spend like reading them, you know, line by line, just by the fact that six months you've been seeing that name, that brand name, seeing those people are doing stuff and then they come and say, okay, now we're raising, do you want to be part of that? So just mentally, emotionally, that feels completely different from yeah. you, know, you just heard about. I actually read that or, or I heard that on a podcast. I don't remember where. Uh, that you know, uh, uh, large VC firms like Sequoia or, or A16Z, they they start like mostly Silicon Valley based. They started investing into more earlier stage startups than before because <clears throat> they want to get access to those kind of inside information, the updates that mm. they receive from startups to get like because most of the VCs. Oh, that's her daughter. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Hello. <laughs> she's lovely. Hey. So, yeah, uh, uh, m- m- most of the, the those companies, they don't benefit from uh, uh, being an, uh, an investor into an early stage company. They earn more money investing in an A round or, or, or later. So they need that inside information to do better decisions. So mm. this is this is, again, like, why is this important? And yeah. yeah, so founders normally don't do it because you that doubles the amount of work. So you need to like because the content that you send to your investors and potential investors is slightly slightly different. So mm-hmm. when you send over your your first version, you need to like tweak it a little bit, remove some sensitive parts, and that's like another couple of hours of work. That's stressful. So uh, we came up with a solution that allows you sort of to tag 
blocks that you want don't want your potential investors to see. And not only your potential investors, like any sort of group of recipients, so mm-hmm. to speak. So yeah, so you, can, you um, can segment your audience and and yeah, with, slightly so with one it. single click, you send different content to different people. That's uh, that's amazing. Mm. And the name, how did you come up with the name? I'm, uh, I'm going to have a wild guess there because just as I was saying, it, I, I start my reports like that. They're not investor reports, but just for, for my team and, and my business partners. So, Hi, everyone. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of usually how it starts. <laughs> yeah, because that's how I started all of my updates in the previous company. <laughs> no, it's nice. It's, it's friendly. It's kind the of- domain was free. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's important nowadays. That's a big win. Yeah. How did you, you touched a bit on the relocation and that was, uh, I mean, like I'm sure it happens for people to relocate, but that was like really, uh, I mean, the, the, the reasoning, the timing, everything, it was really shocking, I think, for, for just about everybody globally. Yeah. How, how did you handle that? Maybe you want to answer? As far as I feel uh, for this year, I personally... Uh, didn't imagine that uh, um, me or my family will be uh, expats, expats or, or like immigrants. So uh, it's just uh, difficult to be in another country without any documentation and uh, even how. So I uh, I didn't this feel before. And now you, you just uh, understand that uh, your flat or your house is a question. Uh, because it will be rent. It, it uh, we had our own house. It was uh, quite big and uh, comfortable, and especially for child, uh, we as a parents think about uh, where uh, they will go uh, in what uh, school, and uh, it's not. Uh, it's not so easy as I imagine when uh, you're just traveling like a tourist. Mm-hmm. So it's about your rights, uh, what you can do, and uh, about your bank accounts. And it, it's also not the easy things. <laughs> yeah. And yes. uh, what can we do is that uh, calm and calm is a new currency, and you just need not to be panicked. And do whatever you want, whatever you can, and uh, that's why uh, only you just need to, to just catch for this like island of this calm, and uh, yes, to catch it, uh, even though it's really hard. Yeah. So everyone's saying that the world is changing, um, and like I guess that people in Europe or uh, uh, United States don't can't really feel it with their body <laughs> we actually are, are people who felt it with our own body <laughs> like the, the world is changing mm, definitely yeah yeah it's uh, I, I mean well, I, i've had that feeling as well like i think it was because there have been so many things happening even you know before that you've had wars in the world and but i always felt so far so it's like that's on tv you know yeah. Um, then we had COVID. Uh, we've been talking about climate change forever, and and now we're starting actually to see things that I remember when we were at school, we were studying about those things that they will eventually happen, and we're like, yeah, 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 you know, not in our lifetime. Yeah. And now they're happening in front of your eyes, um, and it's really kind of a sobering feeling, I guess, to 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 be living in this time. 
And like yeah. I said, I guess the only thing you can do is you know try and do the best you can, and then put one foot in front of the other and 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 get through it. Yeah, it's also challenging uh, when it comes to money because like you were you were not putting those expenditures that you have now into your budget uh, when when you initially started the company or thought about starting mm-hmm. starting the company so uh the so we're 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 relocating to the u.s right now and uh that will take like eat a lot of our budget and that we should you know start thinking differently so this is like another part of the equation that we're in right now definitely reminds me when I'm, i've been doing um, and I'm I'm really sorry I can't remember the name, but it was um, it's it's a TV host, and I can't remember her name now. It's not going to happen, but it was one of the things that she said in her masterclass. She said she really had that change of of mindset when she started seeing just waking up in the morning and seeing what you normally see as a challenge. Instead of saying you know I have to wake up at seven in the morning, she would say I can wake up at seven in the morning. And that switch of, yeah. you know, I can do it. Like there's people who who can't, who don't, you know, right. I have to take the kids to school again. And it's like, I can't take the kids to school because I have kids, I have my health, you know, I have school. And it, it's a really simple thing, but it's really like even made me think, as you were saying that, you know, we're relocated to the US and it's hard and it's expensive and stressful. And I'm thinking, yes, but I'm sure you appreciate the fact that you could. There's people who can't. And and that kind of gives yeah. you a lot of strength and a lot of positivity to to move forward with it. Yeah, sure. Uh, like every, I don't remember not living in a challenge, but it was like I'm. Well, we were the guys who did challenge app, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're all we're always living in a challenge. So now, like the stakes are a bit higher, um, mm. and there's no way back. Definitely. I recently wrote a post about my prediction to 2023, and uh, there were a lot of uh, shares of this post where I say, "Look it up." Because uh, there I uh, say about deglobalization, um, about expensive logistics, uh, about uh, columns in new currency about uh, that you should make your decisions uh, faster, even faster than it was in previous Yes, uh, Focus of uh, attention. Don't look for more time. Look for more focus of this attention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, All right. That actually, sorry, I, I would interrupt you here because like uh, uh, the, the focus part is really important because when you're talking to investors, everyone is asking like, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. What? Five years? What about 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the planning horizon decreased dramatically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. five years. Of... <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to jump off soon. I'm, I'm sure we can talk for hours. Very quickly, what's what's next? What's next for, for your current venture for Hey Everyone? 
Yeah, so we're launching this fall and uh, we're just excited to to grow and we finally are revenue. We're finally in control of our revenue. We can, you know, not be dependent on a, a monopoly. That feels amazing. And we're very excited about this launch. We're, we've been working really, really hard, the whole team. And um, yeah, so the next step for us would be relocation to the U.S., uh the the launch marketing and then iteration after iteration after iteration so like that's that's a normal process that's uh that what that what feels right to ourselves that that what feels right physically like to our bodies great all right well it it was a pleasure thank you very much uh i think that's been very insightful and it will be for our audience as well um yeah. i'll include links to to your profiles and to the website so people can reach you and look forward to seeing actually the website launch and i'm going to check out your prediction post and i'm actually curious to see the podcast as well <laughs> yeah awesome so uh yeah if you have uh like any founders or interpreters that are interested in, uh, in i don't know like updating their investors or i don't know like warming up their potential investors uh yeah so give them a link because we're excited to show founders what we're up to even now. Um, so yeah, if if there if there are any founders that you know that might be interested, let's give them a give them a link. We cool. appreciate okay. this. Will do. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank really you. Really appreciate this. Cheers. Have a nice evening. Bye. Thank Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.